Welcome to a special edition of the Business Biome Podcast. Unlike usual, I'm not the one asking the questions. I got interviewed by Sébastien Charles from Poster Lab, and we talked about my passion for ecosystems, partnerships, and co-innovation. If you want to find out why I, for example, run this podcast and why I work on these topics, stay tuned and have a lot of fun listening to this episode. Welcome to Business Biome the podcast that explores the interconnected world of business ecosystems, co-innovation and new forms of collaboration to jointly solve problems too complex to solve alone. My name is Nicholas and together with my guests, I dive deep into these fascinating concepts where corporates, startups, entrepreneurs and even individuals interact, collaborate and thrive together. We will uncover the secrets behind successful partnerships explore the evolving dynamics of co-innovation and discover how businesses can harness the power of collective intelligence. Follow me and my great guests on this promising journey. Hello everybody, Sebastian from Postolab for another exciting uh, Purse of the Market podcast. Quick word about Postolab. So Postolab is a platform that is helping collaboration, organizations sorry, to better collaborate with each other. What does it mean? It means that in today's world, you have more and more collaborations that are trying to collaborate with each other. Why? Because innovation is becoming more and more complex. You need to find the right capabilities outside the box. That's one of the key things. But then the big question is, how then from the moment you have identified these partners, how do you bring your idea to market? So this is what PostoLab is all about, helping you to map your ecosystem of partners. What do they know? What kind of project you did with them? and provide them a co-working space with all the workflows so that all of the parties involved that never worked with them together are going to follow to make the, the, the CIG to market. So today, another great guest is with us, uh, Nicolas. He will introduce himself. And we will be talking again about our favorite topic, partnership. Why partnership matter? So I'm going to give the, the floor to Nicola, and thank you again for being here. Nicola, if you can introduce yourself. Thanks. Yeah, uh, happy to do the recording today as well as the LinkedIn Live. So my name is Nicholas. We are currently in the Future Brains office here in Karlsruhe. So it's the first time on LinkedIn Live. I hope that audio and everything works fine. I'm the founder of Future Brains, and uh, my passion is network-based business models, actually. So wherever uh, entities communicate either over a piece of tech or directly and create new value and opportunities together and address bigger problems. That's my passion. And that's where I help um, our clients to succeed at the end. So we define, validate, build and scale the whole strategy. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it's very, very broad, uh, but I only believe that an end-to-end -end support of clients can really work and, and succeed at the end instead of just handing over a bunch of slides yeah. and then wishing them good luck. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I mean. And why, again, Nicola is, again, I think it's quite clear. He is, he is working the talk. I mean, he is doing the things. And for me, in today's world, when I'm talking to a lot of people out there, there's a lot of need for education and best practices from people that are actually doing the job of managing partnership and make partnership and ecosystem works. So... Let's go straight in into, into the question. So, Nicole, I'm going to go uh, into, the, into the first question, which I always ask. Mm -hmm. Because it's, for me, it's, if everybody has his own perspective on this, what is your definition mm -hmm. of innovation? What is your definition of <laughs> ecosystem? 
<laughs> actually a good question. So I, I thought a bit about especially the innova innovation portion. And my answer to that is innovation for me is a process and not a point in time or a, a delivered item. So it's everything that's in the box from kind of the idea or the identification of a certain need um, until that is addressed through a product, a service, um, a piece of tech whatsoever. So it's the whole process that is definitely important to come up with innovative ideas or solutions at the end, which includes um, a big portion of validation instead of just building something and then shipping it and then wondering why nobody meets that piece of service or tech. So that's my, my view on the innovation portion. Mm -hmm. uh, ecosystem, that, that's always mixed with platforms, but I see a big difference between a platform, which can be an ecosystem, so mm -hmm. platform-based business model, mm -hmm. but doesn't have to be an ecosystem itself. And mm -hmm. on the other side, there are ecosystems out there where no platform is underneath. Yeah. And for me, an ecosystem is a, a set of businesses, independent businesses mm -hmm. uh, that collaborate together mm -hmm. in order to solve a problem too big to solve alone. Okay. Uh, and a big difference to classical supply chain mm -hmm. is that the brands themselves stay visible in the final product. Mm -hmm. So they are not hidden in there, but it's crystal clear mm. that there are several parties involved. Okay. Wow. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, the process point of view on the innovation for me, it resonates a lot. I've been uh, in the last companies I worked for, I was one of the, the poor user when we started to put in place um, stage gate innovation, mm -hmm. innovation processes and so on. And I tend to believe that you're right. I mean, a lot of people are, are thinking that innovation is, okay, I need to find an idea. I need to find something new. But I think it's, the process is much more important. Ecosystem, I, I like what's the first time I hear that comparing to the normal supply chain where basically in the end, the, the last party in force of the customer can put his logo on the product, mm -hmm. but nobody knows what is behind it. You have tier two, tier three, tier four. I like the idea of having this, this idea of all the parties involved can somehow show their capability of social innovation or at least be, be facing them. I like this, this, this definition. Thank you very much, Nicola. You're welcome. Let's go to, to the second question. So um, what is the key to accelerate innovation through ecosystem and partnership? Why? I mean, to be sorry, I repeat <laughs> why it's key, not what. What? Why it's key to accelerate innovation through ecosystem and partnership? I mean, it's it's a, actually a very good question. I I held a keynote a couple of weeks ago in the manufacturing industry, of, of specifically for that sector. And if you and it's just an example. If you look into that specific market, you have. A lot of new needs and regulations and legal stuff that's that's just appearing. Mm -hmm. So you have the clients, they, they have new needs and, and wishes and requirements and in, in a more high-frequent way than it was in the past. So mm -hmm. they want to have condition monitoring, predictive maintenance, all the devices connected. Uh, there is the EU Data Act that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's approaching. Right. There yeah. is the GDPR and so forth. So yeah. you have... A, a ton of topics on the one hand, mm -hmm. so requirements both okay. from governments or go governmental level as well as from the clients. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, you have new te technologies appearing. I mean, mm -hmm. we all heard about ChatGPT and the um, mm -hmm. 
uh, large, uh, the, the LLMs. We have blockchain use cases. We have people that talk about the metaverse, even though I don't like the term and every mm -hmm. the hype behind it to make that crystal clear. <laughs> But there is also so much going on on the tech side where you need to have a good understanding how to map that on the requirements and what fits where pretty well. Mm -hmm. And um, and in such a high speed, you can't do that by yourself okay. on the way forward. Okay. It's too fast. It's too complex. The requirements are too broad. And I just had a, a podcast recording, um, I think two or three weeks ago, where my guest said, be honest to yourself. Mm -hmm. Where are you really good at? Where do you have the expertise, yeah. the people, the budget um, to come up with a pretty good solution instead mm -hmm. of having 50 mm -hmm. solutions that are uh, yeah. 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 quite okay, but not really high end. Okay. So that's one thing. Then, of course, the, the shortage of skilled workers. Mm -hmm. You don't find people out yeah. there. So you need to find new approaches mm -hmm. in order to scale and in order to address your client's needs. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, like I said, the quality. What I saw in the past is that, and I dealt with many, many businesses, they try to develop and provide everything by themselves. Mm -hmm. And at the end, the client has a solution that's maybe on 50% level. So not a good quality, mm -hmm. not addressed in a proper way or in mm -hmm. an expected way. Mm -hmm. Instead of going through partners that are on that level already. Okay. So at the end, you have a not so good solution and an mm -hmm. unhappy client. Mm -hmm. And I think these things will um, hit us and, and the industries uh, even harder over the next few years. Okay. So let's, let's go. You know, this podcast, for me, it's all about education and also coming up with practical tips and best practices. That's, that's key. I don't want, like you said at the beginning, I don't want to just look at my PowerPoint and try to do whatever you mm -hmm. can with this. So let's go in the practical operational side mm -hmm. of things. So how do you do this? How do you make this work? <laughs> It's uh, how much time do I have for, <laughs> for this answer? Um, no, just, uh, just kidding. I think, where shall I start? Um, I'm always saying think big, start small. And we all heard that saying in, in the past. We all see the ecosystems built by Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, you name it. Mm -hmm. And their partner programs and what, what's in that box mm -hmm. and what they provide. Yeah. And especially for the SMBs, it's sometimes hard to find their own spot in there. Kind of, okay, we have the big enterprises. They're quite successful with these approaches. Uh, but it's way too big for for me and mm -hmm. my business. Um, but the thing is, they all started very small. They did not show up on the market with thousands of partner managers mm -hmm. and documentation and partner events. So they started very, very small. And mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm saying. The first thing is, that's also very important. You have to ask three whys because ecosystem means that you have to address three different dimensions. That's mm -hmm. the client side, mm -hmm. what's in it in the ecosystem for them, why shall I build one? The second one is the partner dimension, mm -hmm. what's the why for potential partners to join? Mm -hmm. 
And the third one is, of course, for me as the orchestrator or the hub, mm-hmm. um, creating the ecosystem. Why should I do that? Or why am I in the position also, not, not only for the external communication, mm-hmm. but also for the internal communication? Because you have to, to address your marketing team, sales, tech. Mm-hmm. So the whole company will be affected by that ecosystem strategy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a clear why, Mm-hmm. Also for your own departments, you don't get the buy-in. Okay. So a clear why behind the ecosystem okay. for the three dimensions. Mm-hmm. And then pick value propositions or use cases where you see a, a high demand and ask yourself, would it be uh, smart to address them by ourselves? Do we have the expertise? Do we have the people, time and budget? Or wouldn't it be better to pull in a potential partner? Mm-hmm. Somebody that's really good at, at delivering that yeah. kind of service um, yeah. uh, through product or yeah, service itself. Mm-hmm. And start with a handful of partners at the end, mm-hmm. not 10, not 20, mm-hmm. because you don't have the processes and the methods established yet. Mm-hmm. So instead of pulling in 20, 50, 100 potential partners and not mm-hmm. be, being able to pro- properly communicate with them and to properly integrate them mm-hmm. into my landscape and into my uh, solution building processes, I will leave burned soil behind. Okay. So I will going to lose yeah. partners at yeah. the end. So start pretty small with a handful. Okay. And then best case is follower framework. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have outlined a 10-step process mm-hmm. that really starts from that why, the ecosystem strategy, mm-hmm. and the why behind that, going over the partner identification, what kind of partners okay. do I need, affiliate, resellers, yeah. uh, tech partners, solution partners, mm-hmm. um, and so forth. Then really going also through an evaluation phase, mm-hmm. so validating whether... Um, we address the right needs mm-hmm. and it's on the quality level that's expected uh, on the client side and, and um, from the market. And then you have actually the, the solution building, mm-hmm. um, the go-to-market strategy, co-marketing approaches. Mm-hmm. And then what I saw in the past is many businesses stop here. So they kind of build a single solution with with a partner, put mm-hmm. the logo on the website, my favorite logo wall, um, which is equal to having dead partnerships. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but they stop there instead of keeping the partners engaged, mm-hmm. tracking the health of the ecosystem, yeah. um, and then having an improvement process also to really ask the partners, the clients, what they really need to make the partners happy as well as the clients happy, as well as, again, the mm-hmm. internal dimension. So it's good to have to have a framework or a process to follow, but again, keep it very lightweight at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Don't build too much tech. Start very, very lightweight and small. Okay. And learn over time. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I think you guys are very practical tips here very practical best practices that I've been through a lot of, of customers of, of Nicolas. So this is not only something in the air. It's not only theory, it's practice. I, by the way, I, I let's say, recommend you to go on the Nicolas website, look at his podcast, look at his methodologies, also well-explained here. 
he can certainly reach out to Nicola afterwards. Make me ring a lot of bells. I mean, I've uh, I've been in a couple of conferences from ASAP, from uh, UIDP, and other these mm-hmm. players that are talking a lot about this, this processes, the health of the partnership. How do you, which partners, the wise or quite quite impressed. Um, I like the, the three wise. It's very important. The three wise <laughs> and the orchestration, being the orchestrators and the impact on the organization. Very 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 good point, uh, Nicola. Thank you. Can, can I add one more point Please. to that? Because there, there was kind of a situation. I mean, I have a, a strong tech background. Um, so I dealt with a lot of tech partners in, in the past. Uh, I wrote also many, many integrations um, myself. Um, that was some, some, <laughs> some years ago. But anyways, um, and so, so you have the technical integration. Yeah. But some of the businesses I dealt with totally forgot to include sales in the whole process. Mm-hmm. And the question was, why don't they communicate the partner solutions mm-hmm. when they talk to clients? Okay. And it was crystal clear at the end yeah. because they, they haven't been incentivized for doing so. And that's why I'm saying you have to also communicate the value internally. Here we go. Um, it's not tech integrations to stick to that, to that example. It's not primarily about tech. There is so much more involved. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's why it's so important to think end-to-end um, and have that broader view. Yeah. Now, uh, now, it, now, I, now I get your point uh, about this, this idea of putting your partners in front as well. So because if you're in front of a customer, your customers know your core business. Right. So say, okay, but you developed Glass, but I know your core business is, is, is only one side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, in fact... We, but we leverage, we, we, we were supported by this partner that is specialized in this. This is why then we come up with the best solution. And you can, you can for, sure, for, sure, for sure leverage it. We are going already to the last question. <laughs> um, so let's think a little bit ahead of time. How do you think? What is your outlook in terms of partnership and ecosystem in five years from now. So <laughs> how do you see, how do you see this, do you see a revolution, an evolution? Do you see all people are going to do partnership and ecosystem in five years from now? What do you see in your crystal ball? It's, it's really hard to answer. I mean, let's, let's look into the AI space and what, what happened there over the past, I don't know, four, eight weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody was expecting that. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows what we're going to expect and have to expect five years ahead of now. But um, I mean, let's let's look in into some numbers. Um, and uh, I shared the other day a, a couple of reports from um, EY as well as IBM. EY, for example, says that um, ecosystem companies that focus on partnerships have uh, thirteen, roughly thirteen percent of cost reduction in, in general. Um, and 13% of incremental earnings. Um, there are a couple of SAS studies from, I think it was 2019, mm-hmm. that state similar numbers. So um, plus to, to add one, um, companies that focus on partnerships and, and the ecosystem building mm-hmm. have in average, and there were a 1,000 um, companies asked, have in average a 5% higher growth rate. IBM said... In the, the, the CEO decision-making in the Age of AI report that was just recently released, that ecosystems and partners, and a clear focus on that, mm-hmm. is a must. Okay. 
And um, the, the big argument is that the data that you have mm -hmm. by partnering with others mm -hmm. can lead to really great use cases. Okay. Um, so I think um, looking five years ahead from now, the, the ecosystem-focused companies will, will stay on top. They mm -hmm. will be the, the big winners. Mm -hmm. um, they share the stage with others. Mm -hmm. They share the expertise with others. They pull mm -hmm. in external expertise. Mm -hmm. They can keep up the speed um, of, of innovating and coming up with, with new value propositions and address the market needs much faster. That's my the, assumption. And there the, this is the innovation leaders, the leaders in the world to think, okay, why? It's also a reason, okay, if it's in five years from now, then I need to think back a bit. How can I be fit mm -hmm. and ready for this? Because it makes sense. Makes sense, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do remember right now. Um, so bringing in some um, things that I experienced the past years. So I, I've been working in markets where integrations, tech integrations, partnerships were very important because mm -hmm. of the complexity of the markets. Mm -hmm. And what I experienced is that those companies that heavily invested into their partner landscape Mm -hmm. And they, they, they scale through the partners um, also on the sales side that were the companies that have been the companies that went through acquisitions mm -hmm. and they were very successful. Okay. So they were acquired by bigger companies for a lot and a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And there was just, um, just recently a podcast uh, recorded from Andresen Horowitz. Yeah. And There you can see, I mean, it's, it's the VC yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they said that they heavily look into these companies before investing um, how much sales they do through their partner landscape. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's much more important to them right now as mm -hmm. it has been five or ten years ago. Okay. Um, so that will be a, a very important criteria on the way forward. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying or recommend to really look into partnerships, not okay. because of okay. getting acquired um, okay. or pulling a VC yeah. in there, but due to the, the advantages at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's, a, it's increasing the overall, let's say, value of the enterprise, yep. of the company. Um, okay. Um, and, so, maybe, and maybe one last thing. Yeah, go sorry. ahead. <laughs> Um, we, we have a, a case in the additive manufacturing mm -hmm. market, uh, okay. so metal, uh, metal 3D printing. Okay. And it's still a very expensive way of, of working mm -hmm. um, because it's very expensive to, to print actual yeah. um, parts. So the strategy in that market should be also to look more into partnerships. And that mm -hmm. what, that's what we try to foster with one of our, our clients because instead of increasing kind of our market share or the market mm -hmm. share of our client, mm -hmm. we try to increase the whole market. Mm -hmm. yeah. And by partnering and coming up with really good solutions, bringing the costs down mm -hmm. together, and that's yeah. not something a single company can yeah. achieve, um, but there's a whole whole bunch of different kinds of companies and, and service providers in, involved to achieve that, um, that could make the whole market way more interesting for the automotive sector, mm -hmm. for example, um, because the costs go down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good example 
where it makes sense to um, have that ecosystem mindset. Yeah. So instead of sticking to yeah. my own little piece of the pie, yeah. let's look into the whole market and what we can achieve yeah. together. I think that was really my last point now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really, I mean, I really like this idea about, uh, you know, what you said at the beginning, you have the supply chain where you are the partners, but you only have one that is making the show somehow uh, where you change from this to, okay, you know, these are our partners. This is our, how we made it together and you put them in front of you and then all of them are going the same direction to, to empower this ecosystem and to empower the, the, the output of this really like this, this, this point. So thank you, Nicola. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for again, and I insist this podcast is all about concrete best practice and example. We also did, a, I think today with Nicola, also very practical things. Um, thank you for the people that listen and that are going to listen to this podcast. And we see you next week with another guest. So have a great, great day. Nicola, same for you. And we keep in touch. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And big thanks to the audience. Cool. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye.